Hello and welcome back to Get Involved Referee. We, we know you've missed us dearly. It's so good to be back with you today. Steve Conroy, Des Roach and myself, Lindsay Heron, have been chewing over the main topping points of the weekend and in terms of officialdom, not too many major, major dramas at the weekend, fellas, but uh, certainly some good talking points to get our teeth into and some lovely reaction from some of the coaches as well to the decisions that didn't go their way. So we can talk about that as well, if you don't mind. And that would lead us nicely, I guess, into to the Rangers-Hearts match, a dramatic end to the game. Uh, Rangers winning it 2-1. Uh, two penalties in the game, both being disputed by the Hearts head coach, Steve. Yeah, and... Uh... What a surprise that he's disputing uh, anything that goes against his team. But I think uh, on this occasion, uh, I think a lot of teams um, have had good points to say about penalties being given against them. This wasn't one of them. I have absolutely no idea what he's moaning about and what he thinks he's uh, seen. Both of them are penalties. I don't. We, we've criticised Mr Cantwell often enough and probably Mr Goldson often enough, uh, the best goalkeeper in Scotland. Um <laughs> Both of them were penalties. I, I don't know what the complaint is. Well, I think that the, the, the second one, we'll come to that in a second. In fact, actually, we're better to deal with the second one first, if you like, Des, because this is the one that Stevie Nesif is most annoyed about. He's claiming that uh, there was a block on his player before Peter Haring grabs a hold of Conor Goldson's shirt and, by definition, gives away the penalty. What was your view of it? Well, I would have to disagree with Mr Nesmith there. I thought that uh, Peter Haring quite clearly had a hold of the jersey uh, prior to uh, an intended block or intentional block that he seems to think. Now, if you think of the, the amount of challenges that go on in a, a penalty area, yes, these these free kicks and corner kick set plays are set up. Of course they are. But Peter Haring clearly had a hold of the Rangers player's jersey prior to it happening. So as soon as that begins, then it is a foul. The Almost the, the collision with uh, Lundstrom is inconsequential. Yeah. Um, and for... I was about to say for, for Stephen Naismith who's clinging to hold on to his job never mind hold on to his hair uh, I think he's really he's really clutching at straws there um, but again it just shows you the pressure that he's under because Hearts are on a, a horrendous run at this moment in time and he's looking for any out that he can get but to try and blame any official criticism there um, no John Beaton got it right the team got it right it's a penalty kick and as Steve said for me both penalties were penalty kicks I guess it's the emotional, the raw emotion of, of, of the manager straight after the game, Steve. You know, his, his team was winning 1-0 with almost 90 minutes played and the next minute they've had it snatched away from them. Oh, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you, you, you it's, it's a game of emotion. Um, and that's probably why we've always said you don't interview a referee right after a game. You don't shove a microphone in their face to just coming off and you think something's going amiss. That, that's just testament there. I don't know if he's seen it or if he, somebody's reported to him that there was a foul before it but no he'd have been as well holding his counsel for 15 minutes and having a wee look at that and coming back out um, but as Des says that's the, the pressure that these guys uh, are, are under and there's a lot of clamour uh, certainly on uh, the heart sites that I've seen there's a lot of clamour for for change there so yeah. he's, he's trying desperately hold on to his job just think, it didn't look particularly good at the weekend I think the pressure that he's under is is growing by the week and there's obviously certain public figures that are that are really calling for him and I know Cutler Hearts supporters and Cutler Hearts players that are they, they know the pressure they're under they've got to get results mm-hmm. they really have got to get results now uh, because they're not certainly sitting in a, 
a very favourable position at yeah, the moment. Absolutely. His argument about the first award wasn't, I don't think, the challenge. I think it was fairly clear that, that you know, Sibic had brought down Cantwell, hadn't he? You know, the ball's away from him and he clipped his heels, um, or tripped him up rather. Uh, what Naismith is saying is that it was over the time that was allocated for the additional time for the first half. Huge bugbear of mine. If they care to listen to their own <laughs> exactly. uh, announcers, there will be a minimum of, mm-hmm. so it might be, the announcement is there'll be a minimum of five minutes injury time. Mm-hmm. If there's a couple of subs, if there's a hack, if there's an injury, that time gets added on. Mm-hmm. So it is a minimum. So there's only one person in that whole stadium that knows exactly how much time's going to be played, and that's the ref. No offence to Mr Naismith, it's no him. So yeah, so, so there were two minutes, minimum of two minutes uh, Announced that would mm-hmm. be played. So we're now into three minutes when when the penalty happens. So what what how how much do you add on for like you say stoppages in that in these two minutes, if you like, of additional time? Well, there's nothing there's nothing cast in concrete, um, right? You know, word of it's not word of mouth. What am I, I trying to say? There's nothing hard and fast. Yeah, theory <laughs> says if it's a sub, it's thirty seconds. You add on what you think uh, is right. If you think that there's a uh, an injury and somebody said twenty seconds of Attention uh, because of that. You'll add on 30 yeah, seconds. You'll yeah. add on a minute. Whatever. There could be, there could it's be up to th- you. There could be throw ins, there could be goal kicks, there could be corner kicks that people are just meandering over to take or just trying to run down the clock. But as Steve quite rightly said, it is a minimum of. So that could be two minutes, turn into five, turn into seven, be, be what it may be. Um, so no, there's absolutely no. Um, no. Nothing no blame aligned no there, no. So you, you've got no compassion for a coach who complains that it's over the two minutes? Absolutely then? not. Nope. <laughs> Hard men in this place, really are. I mean, gee whiz. Oh, well. Uh, we so, were never popular, weren't we? No, don't think we'll be this year either. <laughs> and it's Sod's Law, of course, when, when Hearts lose the penalty, um, you know, Rangers get an extra boost and they end up going to win the game, so it makes it doubly difficult for Stevie <laughs> and his team. Oh, it's hellish, a, a time to lose it, especially when we're saying that they're desperate for points mm-hmm. um, and to, to lose it in the last the last few minutes. VAR not, was, was involved in that game in the sense that John Beaton had to go and, you know, check that it was a penalty and he, and he gave it. And, and, you know, in your view, he was absolutely right. But not so clever down at uh, Livingston Dundee. Um, they were the, that was perhaps the most contentious fixture of the weekend fellas a disallowed goal uh, a red card that was initially missed but thankfully VR caught it what was your view of, of that one? Um, we'll talk about the uh, the sending off first and fair play to I was going to say Eric Martindale <laughs> that's a blast for the past the next ref uh, <laughs> Davy Martindale um, coming out and saying it was a straight it was a straight red every day of the week fair play to him mm-hmm. um, it was one of the most cast iron ones you'll, you'll see all season I have absolutely no idea how Willie managed to miss that. It was right in front of a complete unobstructed view on it. Still missed it. But thankfully VAR uh, on this this occasion did what it's meant to do. Corrected a clear and obvious error and corrected it pretty instantly. If you're going to give someone a red card, which that clearly was, I mean, it was nothing else. It's not a, mm-hmm. it's not a foul. It's not a passing in play. It's not a yellow card and you can play advantage. It's a red card. The Livingston player has deliberately taken that opportunity to stand on his opponent. The ball breaks. 10 yards further forward and then he brings it back I can only assume that somebody has maybe been shouting in his Somebody's ear shouting in his and ear saying get that stop, back, Willie. stop, yeah. stop but how many times have we seen it these high profile errors are getting made and still this certain referee continues to be given high profile appointments to me that was probably the worst decision I've seen this weekend and potentially worst decision I've seen this season it's, it's the worst certainly for, for a while right in front of him clear view and 
good. He missed it. God knows how he managed to miss it, but he missed it. Thankfully, um, someone someone dug him out of a hole there. There, I. It's clear that somebody you would assume maybe the fourth official somebody has been screaming in his ear, Willie, <laughs> chuck it. Um, and VAR thankfully told him to go and have a uh, a look at that. It's just a it's just a play on bit. I don't get. I really don't get that. No, what, there wasn't an advantage, was there, to Dundee at that time? No. No, no it's, it's happening in the middle of the park. Yeah. And if you're going to sanction someone with a red card, then it's a severity that you have to remove someone from that field of play. Mm-hmm. So advantage is done. Everything's done. The most important part of that game is stop the game and remove that player from the field of play. Mm-hmm. Your game, your, your race is run. And he almost had the temerity to, to try and, I don't mean go for Willie Sitter, but well, he, was trying, he, was, he, was try, he well, was trying to go for it, but he was trying to um, defend himself or, or justify it. No, get off. It's a red card. You're away. Well, yeah. that's, that's another aspect of it. But so first and foremost, VAR saved Willie's backside there, hasn't yes. it? For sure. So the right decision was, was came to, you know, was achieved, if you like, in the end. Yeah. Yep. Which is the, is the most important thing. And one, th- I suppose the only positive thing that we can say about, uh, nah, I'll not continue on that, there isn't anything positive, There's nothing positive, positive in that. It was just awful. Yeah. Absolutely awful. But you bring it up, I mean... Christian Montano, I mean, it's diabolical behaviour, isn't it? Stamping on somebody's totally out of order. He could have seriously injured Boateng um, for a start. And then to remonstrate and start fighting with Willie Collin as he goes off, I mean, does that not merit some subsequent punishment? That's that's not for us to meet out that decision. Yes, potentially. Mm. Absolutely. I think what might save him is the fact that David Martindale has come out and said, no, that's the absolute right decision. And his manager is not condoning it. Or trying to condone it. And he said he said he would take action himself. So yes. So I suppose that would take it out of the. But we don't know if uh, he didn't take action after afterwards. He obviously hasn't sent him off again because we would know that. But mm-hmm. we don't know if he's further sanctioned him for uh, for saying something, dissent, whatever. But he, he behaved like an absolute idiot. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. That was a big moment. But uh, a disallowed goal when the game was goalless was a big moment as well, fellas. Uh, Back a Yoko. Lovely strike. Uh, goalkeeper couldn't keep her out in his left corner. Funnily enough, Boateng was, was the man, the Dundee player furthest forward, but there was a Livingston defender behind him. The ball seems to go between the th- underneath the two of them and into the net. Uh, Willie's asked to go and look at the monitor and he disallows it because he thinks, well, we understand, Jordan McGee was interfering with the goalkeeper's vision. So, so we understand it. Again, I'm at complete variance with it. Not for a second is that interfering with play. And we, we all know it's not, the wording, it's not an offence to be in an offside position. Clearly the guy was in an offside position, but not obstructing, the ball didn't come near him, it didn't bounce off him, the goalie didn't stop, change direction, anything like that because mm-hmm. because of where it was. That was a perfectly good goal. And one of my great bugbears, I'm on a rant now, one of my great bugbears on VAR is that we seem to be using it now to come up with ever clever ways of disallowing goals. Yeah. I, the, 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 I mean, the whole ethos of football is to score goals, right? Absolutely. So you would think you should err on the side of the attacking team rather than the defending team for a start. Well, for a start, you, you should try and err on it. It's an entertainment business. Fans are there in the stadium. Fans are there watching on television, paying their subscription fees to, to, to pay-per-view channels, etc. to to watch. You're not even erring on the side of caution there. It's wrong. The Dundee player is onside. The Livingston player is playing him on. Yeah. The Dundee player who is uh, sanctioned for mm-hmm. being offside, he's not within the. If he is within the goal post area, it is very very slight. 
but he makes no motion to play the ball. Nope. He has no motion to to get involved for a for a rebound, but the keeper's thinking, oh, I better hold this or I'm going to spill it and somebody can jump in. The Dundee player absolutely had no involvement in active play. And as Steve correctly said, being in an offside position isn't not an offence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if it's spilled and uh, the Dundee player had then picked it up, yep, no problem. But it was a clean strike at goal. The Livingston player clearly plays the Dundee player onside. Why is it called offside? Don't yeah. get it. It should it's, be a goal. Well, well, I don't think it's called offside. It's, not called, it's called offside for the other player. It's not called offside for the player. Well, sorry. They're saying it's interfering with it, play. Yeah. But the guy is onside and he's not interfering with play. He's allowed to be in that position. He's allowed to do whatever. He could do a rain dance if he wanted, if there's a Livingston <laughs> player behind him. So it's just a completely wrong call. So as Steve says, in this instance, this is a VAR blunder. This isn't a Willie Collum blunder, but Willie has exacerbated the, the VAR blunder. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. We can all make mistakes. We all have made mistakes. But the whole point of VAR is that you've got a separate set of eyes looking on it, which is meant to be a fail-safe. Mm-hmm. And, and we're praising whoever, I don't even, can't even remember who VAR was, we were praising him for the, the sending off, but that one was just awful. And I'll, I'll say it again, the, the only inference from what they did there was to try and look really clever in disallowing goals. It's, as Des said, it's not what the paying punter wants. One, one way guarantee to make sure people don't go and watch footballs to have that sort of thing. Is that a worry for you? I mean, do you think that they are over over analysing things? Absolutely. I've said it before. It's it's coming up with fancy ways of disallowing goals. And, you know, go back to the Scotland-Spain game, the same sort of incident. If there's any hint of a goalie being interfered with or coming up with any possible uh, get-out-of-jail clause, they'll bloody uh, be right at you instantly to try and get it. The, the goalie at the weekend... The Livingston goalie, it was past them. No complaints, the same as the Spain goalie. Yeah, They both just thought, oh, bugger, that's it. Yeah, N- no, in- no arguments, no interference, nobody no, running at no Willie, team. no nothing. You actually see the celebration from the Dundee player who runs across to the far side. Uh-huh. I'd never seen any one yellow jersey player nope. make a move no. for, for the referee. There was they no complaint. It. There was no complaint whatsoever. Nope, none no. at all. And I think generally, and I know it's not how you should go about your business, but it's quite telling. If you make a mistake... You've got 11 players, angry players, letting you know. The fact that nobody even challenged it or questioned it or even bothered about it, then I think that's quite telling in yeah, itself. Yeah, no, totally. Absolutely. So, like you keep saying, um, the Teflon Don will march on, won't he? I mean, he'll just be... a shadow of a doubt. He'll, uh, he'll be reappointed to uh, the next set of fixtures, for sure. Uh, it was guaranteed. And again, we'll say it before, if Des or I... And we have. <laughs> That's made, why we are sat here. Made as many mistakes. Guaranteed we'd be, uh, at some point, we'd be getting hauled into the SFA. I, I don't know what Willie has to do to uh, have a sanction. He's maybe not got a sat nav that goes into G42. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from semi finals and finals. <laughs> um, just looking at um, the Motherwell Ross County game, which is pra- perhaps like, arguably the most exciting game of the weekend with Motherwell coming back from 3-1 down with two late goals to get a draw. But the one that I, I like to talk about with you fellas is, is to see what you think about it is Ross Laidlaw gives away a penalty. Uh, brings down Beareth, uh, a Beareth rather, for to give Motherwell the, the penalty kick. Clear penalty. Uh, in the old days, we'd be sent off for that. But the new rule is you, you don't go for that. Is this giving the goalkeepers a wee bit of a licence because they know they can get away with that to a degree? 
Um, I don't not know. I think that's maybe not for me. Credit them with too much <laughs> thinking uh, power. I don't think it comes into their mind. Um, and I, I have to say, I don't. Again, we're, we're talking about uh, uh, entertainment. Um, the goalies get one chance to hack somebody. Um, so if it's an automatic sending off, then no, I don't think that that's fair. So I'm more than happy with them. The penalty's a big enough sanction. If you want to, I yellow card. But no, I don't think automatically. No, but he's he's if, the only pl- he's the only player in the pitch who's allowed to go with the ball with his hands. The goalkeeper's made a genuine attempt to dive Uh with his hands. He's just not got there. It's a foul. See if that foul happened in the middle of the park where two defenders, a defender and a midfielder came together. It's a foul. The goalkeeper's made a legitimate attempt. He's not wanting to give away a penalty because he knows straight away he's putting his team under pressure. I think that's that's, that's perfectly acceptable. If he went out with his feet or if he went out high up and he's grabbed the boy down with his jersey or his shorts or whatever, but... He's lay on the floor. He's made a genuine attempt. He's not got there. He got up. He took his medicine. He went back. I'm I'm quite happy with that. They, ch- aye, they changed the word. It was a few seasons ago, wasn't it? Aye, in the old days, uh, our old days, it would have been denying a clear goal scoring opportunity. Yeah. But I can't remember exactly when. But the, the, the word in along the lines of if you have a genuine go, then you don't get sent off for it. And he's and the I, only one who can go with his hands, yeah, which he did. So too. I think. That's fair enough. Now we never any complaints. Yeah, there's no double jeopardy now, is there? It's the it's, it's penalty in yellow. For any goalkeeper, unless it, it just about kills the guy, as you say. Uh, Aye, if you do a shoe wasn't, marker, it wasn't hard to shoe marker. Hopefully, you get still get sent off for that. But otherwise, no, I'm, I'm okay uh, with the, the weekend. Although, if he, if he was outside of the box and he brought him down in a goal scoring position, he would be sent off. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Especially if he was shoemaker. I still can't believe he got away with that. And for the younger listeners, uh, you, you, need, <laughs> you need to look up and. YouTube of the 1982 <laughs> World Cup, as we all show our age. The assistant referee that day was. No idea. Bob Valentine. Oh, was it? Yes. Well, I've got a was lot there to only say one? Yeah, well, there was only one? There was only one that counted in Scotland. But yeah, it was uh, Patrick Battistone and Thiago Schumacher. And from what I remember, or not remember, from what I'm told, Bob Valentine was the yeah. assistant referee. In that That's another moment. one I've had my run-ins with. <laughs> Steve, I could, be, I could put in the back of your stamp the amount of ones you've not had. I know. Fair play. But yeah, pretty much otherwise, it was fairly... Quiet over the weekend. Uh, the one in the Celtic game, Hibs, which was fairly mundane. Um, Alistair Johnson got the ball in the face and ended up having to go off completely, and it was substituted, which surprised me a little. But in this day and age, you know, it doesn't seem like a, an injury that would normally necessitate a player to go off. It's well, I've said many a time, my one of my bugbears is the head injuries, right? Um, and and that sort of one taking a ball in the face. At full pelt from oh, a couple sure. of steps away, mm. I think you should automatically be taken off for mm. a, a head injury assessment. Um, and apparently they have that power, don't they? Um, they do. But they, yeah. they just don't use it. The same as rugby, he instantly should have been taken off for at least ten minutes, get a full head injury assessment, and then you know he's got his temporary sub, and then you make your your mind up whether that's full or not. And it, it's just showed you that that time he's, he's took a bad enough one that. Uh, he's eventually had to uh, had to go off, but I, I think that should be automatic. Mm-hmm. Would you go along with temporary subs? Do it, Des? Is that something you'd be keen to see for head injuries? Yes, absolutely. I think it's um, it's only common sense. If if someone's got a a potential brain injury and a concussion, then they're also not in a capacity to continue. But as Steve quite rightly said, if you can go and assess that player in within ten minutes or whatever designated time you wish to give, and you can say, yep clean bill of health he's okay to go back on absolutely um, mm-hmm. I would much rather that than wait another week or so down the line and the guy's sitting there with 
pounding headaches and vomiting and stuff like that. So no, I think that's only a, a sensible decision. And say so I think they do have um, the the right to the right to do so for a for a concussion mm -hmm. substitute. They've just not used it in not, any not way approaching top much, links. Yeah. I think the reason is, isn't it? If if it's deemed concussion, then by definition he, he cannot play for two, two weeks. weeks. There, I, there's there's different protocols in different places, but it's an automatic time span where he can't play, mm -hmm. and that's say it's two weeks. That's if all goes well in that two weeks. If there's one of the assessments that, and I hate the word fail, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. If he fails an assessment, that delays it even longer. Right. So potentially for taking that ball in the face, um, he could be out for a month. Um, so obviously, and, it, and we're just talking about him, it could be any manager. Uh -huh. Brendan Rodgers doesn't want to miss, uh, to lose him for a month just for taking a ball in the uh, mm -hmm. in the face. But it's I, I think for, for people's future health and, and well-being, I think it's only sensible. It turns out he was back in training, the first training session Celtic had since the Hibs game, mm -hmm. so it seems like everything's okay. Yeah. But but uh, it's, it's the one to watch, isn't it? Because it's becoming a, a big talking point in sport in general, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and was it last season when FIFA decided not to have firmer sanctions for head injuries? I think that's a complete uh, abdication of their responsibility to the game and to the players. And they're trying to stop heading among younger players as well, mm -hmm. aren't they, Des, in terms of their development? Or limit it, let's say, in training sessions. Yeah, well, I know obviously my my oldest son, um, they don't practice heading at training because it's frowned upon. In fact, it's not even frowned upon, it's not allowed. And you actually notice it during games that kids tend not to head the ball. And certainly when I'm going along and watching watch him on a Saturday morning, thankfully, or thankfully or not thankfully, uh, Rui's quite a quite a strong player and he's he, he's good in the air and he'll put himself forward for it. But uh, yeah, it's something they're trying to. They're trying to try dumb down and uh, not dumb down, drum out yeah. of the game at a younger age. Where's the next Joe Jordan, Derek Johnson, or Duncan Ferguson coming from then? Uh, oh, well, look, <laughs> maybe some of those names. It's be careful what I say afterwards. But once once their brain is fully developed, fine. But I, I would probably agree um, that you restrict it, certainly in kids who are developing and, and growing. But we're not saying don't do away with, with headers. It, it wouldn't be football, but. When you take a ball full in the face, uh, and again we're, we're showing our age, Murdo McLeod at the World Cup, oh yeah. gosh. you you haul them off yeah. instantly, and you you have an assessment of them before you even think about putting them back on. Uh, caught by a Branco special, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. My goodness, he was unconscious before he hit the ground. Yeah, it was frightening, uh -huh. wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and listen, I just want to get you guys. I know we haven't spoken about it. The worst decision we've seen in a long, long time. The Luis Diaz disallowed goal, Liverpool Tottenham. I know it's it's a few weeks ago now, but it was you cannot believe the best league in the world has come up with a decision like that, and or, or sorry, hasn't come up with a decision a decision like that and allowed that passage of play to happen. You must have been appalled watching it. Well, VAR, we keep saying it's not a panacea. When humans are involved, there'll be mistakes, but that that was absolutely appalling. Yeah, no mitigation, no idea how. Um, how or why something like that that could happen but again managers take it to extre uh, extremes and asking for games to be replayed because a, a decision didn't go your way mm. I, I think detracts from the importance of the uh, of the decision and it's only the best league in the world because they claim it is <laughs> I think the thing for me looking at that if you take that that incident in isolation mm -hmm. the bit I'd be most disappointed take away VAR take away the conversation because it, it, when you listen to the transcript and you, and you hear them all I mean it was very very busy And there was lots going on But why did the assistant referee Not get it right in the first place Because it it, it, it wasn't It wasn't a, a shoestring It wasn't a big toe There was there was a gap 
And if this is the best league in the world, probably the biggest game of the weekend, and you're putting your top officials there, mm-hmm. why didn't he get it right in the first place? I'd be more disappointed than that. But what transpired thereafter just really wasn't becoming of, Steve said there, the best league in the world. If we get the best league in the world and the best technology and the most amount of money thrown at it, these decisions should always be gone gotten correct. Well, the irony was that the, the technology did work. It did the work. The technology pro- produced the right decision, which was onside, but the bumbling fools in the box couldn't <laughs> couldn't, couldn't relay this to the referee. What's this? We, we keep saying it. There's nothing wrong with the technology. Mm-hmm. The technology works. Again, going back to the Scotland-Spain game, that incident was plain as you like. It, the, the technology couldn't have got it any better if it had made it up. It's officials' interpretation of it. They did make it up. <laughs> well, I, I, they changed their mind as, as they were going along. So there's nothing wrong with the technology. It's how we use it. And the way that it's being used, that one, the Scotland one, the, uh, at the weekend, and you hear more and more clamour for uh, even ex-players and pundits, uh, the, the groups that we're all on, you hear them saying it's time to bin it. It's just bringing football into disrepute. Yeah, I don't understand that, that notion, Des. I mean, you can't turn the clock back. We're, we've got this forever now. I mean, we just hope it becomes better and be, we hope that the humans operating it become better. What have we said since prior to October last year when it came in? The technology is not the issue. It's the people who work it. And even before they get to work it, it's the education and the training and the coaching they provided. Now, we've seen the, the Sky Sports documentary <laughs> Last week, which um, cheerleading documentary, cheerleading documentary, which even Greg Aitken, who is a specialist VAR, he said we are now getting more coaching. We're now getting more education. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that should have been in there before it even happened. Yeah. Yes, you'll get your teething problems. Steve and I have said since we're less grey hairs than we have now that this should have been all ironed out prior to. We've seen the the failings that it's had in England, and I don't mean the word failings. We've seen that errors or issues issues is probably a better word we've seen the issues that it's had in England mm-hmm. you use those experiences to mitigate what can happen up here and you run it longer than bringing it in after 12 games so VAR's not going it's staying here if we want to be a credible nation in Europe and in the world FIFA use it for us to be in major competitions we've got to use it We'll see if we've got to use it at that level. Let's make sure our guys are able to use it at that level and make sure the people who are educating them and teaching them are the best people available to pass on that information. If you're paying, let's let, even put it down to the most similar standards, if you're paying for your son or daughter to go to Eton School, a private school, mm-hmm. and paying all this money, you expect them to come out with top grades and be the best prepared they can. If you're paying all this money for this technology to come in, you're expecting your referees to be the most experienced and best people that they can be and they're not getting things wrong. That's probably the best analogy that I can I can give it. And unfortunately, we're paying huge fees and not getting the return on it. And just before we go, lads, quiz question of the week. Who's dished out the most yellow cards in Steve, the, premiership, the Premiership so far this season? Yellow cards? Yellow cards. Must be Willie. He's coming in at number three. Really? Yeah. I would say... Maybe only because he's probably done it. I would say Nick. He's actually number two, bubbling up at number one, John Beaton. 29 yellow cards. Oh, maybe. I'm not going to say. I was going to say one thing. <laughs> and with that, lads, <laughs> thank you so much for coming. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> and we'll see you next time and get involved with everything.